0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Level Up and Live podcast. I'm your host, Sean Myers, joined by my co-host, Ewan Heinemeyer. Today, we have a truly inspiring guest joining us on the podcast. She's a former PR powerhouse for the New York Giants, a captivating TEDx speaker, podcast host, accomplished author, career consultant, and the brilliant mind behind Achieving Success, LLC. Get ready to dive into a conversation filled with insights and wisdom. Before we get started with today's show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to the podcast. Leave us a review to let us know your thoughts. Share this episode with a friend who could use some inspiration. And check out our show notes for exclusive free guides and planners. Without further ado, please give a warm welcome to our special guest,
1: Olivia Atkin. So, I was doing my due diligence on Olivia and I she has a podcast and I clicked it and wasn't sure what her voice would sound like, didn't know who the guest would be. And within about 30 seconds, I was like, man, she is a firecracker. Like uh, just a, a person with uh, purpose and direction and as confident as I have ever heard anybody. And I was like, I hope she agrees to come on the show. And so she did, I'm so grateful. She's a TEDx uh, uh, speaker, uh, author. Uh, she's an entrepreneur and she has an unbelievable resume. I mean, it would it would take 10 minutes to go down of all the achievements that she's gone over. And we just spent 30 minutes before recording this, like which we've never done before, of her guiding us on just places we'd never been before on on the podcast and just different things. And so we were just like jaws open listening. And so I'm just excited about where this goes today. And Louis, could you share a little bit more for with the audience?
2: Yes. Well, thank you for having me on, you guys. I am so excited for this conversation. And some of what I do is I own the business Achieving Success LLC. So I have within that three divisions, my book, Achieving Success in Career Development, that covers everything from resumes and cover letters to different professional organizations that are out there, how to prep for your interview, everything in between. And then I have my podcast, Achieving Success with Olivia Akin, that releases every single Tuesday. And we bring on celebrities, current or former pro athletes, entrepreneurs, and employees to discuss what success means to them both personally and professionally and their journey getting there right those high highs and low lows and that is a top five percent must listen to podcast one the only podcast right now that is actually in all seven continents and then i do a lot of speaking and consulting on everything from podcasting to personal development personal branding you name it i've done it I've worked in all the fields. Uh, <laughs> I feel like at this point, so I think part, one of the amazing things is really understanding and getting to talk to people about the journey they've been on, while understanding what that workload might look like. Right, the obstacles.
0: So one of the things that uh, a lot of our listeners, uh, being entrepreneurs and business owners, and just people, just in general, right they they get a, what I have found is they spread themselves thin they try to do so many different things, right? You have this impressive resume. You're doing all these different things, right? Achieving success and you're on this journey and doing big things. How do you you balance it all?
2: I think that's a great question. question. I'm (laughs) I'm not going to sit here and pretend there weren't times where there was no balance, right? And I think we all have to understand that life is filled with, being non-balanced, but understanding when that those moments arise, right? When I was an intern at the New York Football Giants and I went on to work with them for six years, it, and I was commuting an hour and a half each direction, an hour and a half to two hours, depending on traffic, right? Every single day. And then I had a side job that I started when I was young in college, when I was a freshman, that I really enjoyed the community. It was my way of Um, still working with athletes, but in a different environment, doing, planning social events. So I kept with it. So I would work a eight to 10 hour day at the Giants, right? Not including game days, drive home, work another three hours and Mm. then have to get up again. And, you know, I was that person at that time. If a friend called me up and was like, okay, it's Thursday, like we're all going out. I'd be like, okay, I'll be there, right? I just say, <laughs> yes, because, <laughs> but then I'd be like half asleep or wanting to just get into my bed at, wow. the, at the bar because I'd be like, I've been up since 6 a.m. It's now 11. I have to be up again and I'm going to have this day. How am I going to be and want to be fully present in that? Now, as life is, Gone on, I currently own my business, right? I am involved and help run like four different nonprofits in different sections. And I have this balance with my friends and family where when I was starting my business, it was go, 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 having to put in the massive amount of hours, right? Those 16 hour days, as probably all entrepreneurs do. Yep. And something would come up with a friend and they'd be like, let's go out. And it became, okay, now I have to set the line in the sand. Mm. I can do this. However, this is what you're going to get from me. If you're cool with that, then like, yeah, I'll come, I'll be there. I'll support you. Like whatever the situation needed. However, if you're not going to be okay with me showing up in this capacity, then I'm going to have to pass. It's, Now, okay, if I'm having a really busy day and someone calls me, I used to be that person. I don't care what's going on. I will pick up the phone. I'll immediately Mm. respond to you. Mm. Be text, right? Now I'll be like, hey, I'm super busy. Give me 20 minutes and I'll be able to give you my full attention. So finding that balance for me is being transparent with both parties, right? If I saw a alert come up on my computer, my phone, my iPads, they're all right next to me all throughout the day <laughs> while we were doing this recording and I'm reading that emergency is coming up with someone, right? Then I might say, hey guys, this is what's going on. Just give me 30 seconds to read this or vice versa of if someone keeps texting or, you know, and I'm realizing it's not important, I'm going to be like, I need my attention in this place. When I'm free, I will call you back. I will text you. But it's that transparency, but also going, when's the time that I need to be doing what I'm doing?
1: Yeah, Olivia. You, so Sean is very regimented. He has this, this weekly planner, weekly design that he's lived by for so long. And he it's very meticulous. And I've never been a big planner. I've, I'm going to use this word. I'm winging it because I heard that recently. And so I've been switching. I've got so much going on uh, on my plate and I want to fit it all in and be the best version of myself in all areas. And you can't wing that. You just can't. Like, you will just crumble. And so I've really adopted this 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 weekly planner, the design. And it's just more than just planning stuff. It actually kind of puts your your values first, which helps you overcome a lot of things. So I found that really, really interesting. So I've been asking other entrepreneurs here recently, guys I've been talking to. And I'm like, "Are you, what are you doing? And they're saying, basically, they're saying winging it. And I'm like, they're, yeah. they're in for trouble. They're, they're, they're about to, they're going to crash. So I was very curious, how, how do you, do you plan? Do you, do you strategize or yeah. are you winging or what are you doing?
2: I think there's a healthy part of winging it, right? Yes. Because yes. not every as much as you plan, Yes,
1: yeah.
2: there's a the, the space for unknown, right? Yeah, Something's going to populate. You're going to want to go do something, right? So you have to plan, but also leave that space for the unknown where you might pivot throughout the day. I use use planners. Every meeting I have will go into like my Google calendar. It will then also go into my handwritten calendar. And when I say handwritten, I know. John's so excited.
0: Yes. I'm like,
1: yes.
2: like, (laughs) Like I take it a little further because again, I have my business, the podcasting, being a guest on podcasts. Then I was a Kappa Alpha Theta in my sorority. So I now advise two different universities, their wow. Kappa Alpha Theta. And then I sit as the president of the State of Connecticut Association for Supply Chain Board. So I oversee the State of Connecticut's professional organization, and I sit on their international board, right, um, for the Association of Supply Chain Management, providing that young professional aspect to their board members and planning events and stuff. So for me, it's like, I have all these uh, obligations and things I'm passionate about in a way to pave it forward while also mm-hmm. to have that time in and also not get so overwhelmed in the day. I think sometimes when we wing it, what ends up happening, because, yeah. you know, sometimes you just got to start winging things and pivoting is we get so overwhelmed, we end up doing less and accomplishing less in the day. So in my handwritten planner, right, I said, Google has all my meetings, I write those meetings in my planner too. But it's also every task that I think I'm gonna have to do in the day. And like, not to get too (laughs) thought process on it, but like, I will even put in like, do my workout, shower. Like if I have to do my hair. Have you been looking
0: at my weekly design? Because that's
2: exactly
1: (laughs) what I do. That's amazing. (laughs) And that
2: way too, like I have like this weekend, I'm going to a NASCAR race. And like when people were asking me like times I was available, I easily knew, okay, I want to make sure Saturday I don't have to think about anything and I can be fully present. And this is such a great experience, right? How can I make sure that that happens and there's no hiccups? Okay, let's backtrack. Okay, this is what I see the week's going to look like. Are those those small tasks that I want to get done where, okay, if I might have an hour between a meeting and those bigger tasks I can't get done, some of these smaller things I can fit in. Is there a way if the the unknown happens, I'm still going to have enough time to get all these things done? How might this look? How might I be able to fit it? And so sometimes for me, like people get overwhelmed by hearing the laundry list of things I write on my planner, but I'm like, there's nothing I'm going to forget. And then this way too, I know, okay, I said I'd call. My friend Bree, uh, you know, this week. This is where I think it will work. Now, if I get to it early, great. I could just cross it off. But if I don't, I know this day I have to get that task done. Yeah, I
1: think a lot of people are, hear that and they're like, oh, why would you work so hard or why would you do so many things? But man, I'm here, multiple things like you're passionate about the things that you do. You absolutely love it. So it's not a, you're not drudging through these miserable days. You just sound like you're having the time of your life and you're able to fit it all in. Uh, and in my mind, I'm like, so she's sleeping from uh, one in the morning to three to fit all this. <laughs> <laughs> <Like> she-
2: <laughs> I, I will say, this is one thing I used to do, especially when working at the Giants. I have honed the skill of getting like, four hours of sleep and wow. even when i wake up if i'm tired like coca-cola i don't <laughs> drink coffee it's my best friend in the whole. World. <laughs> I love now, it. that and water are like my go-to drinks yeah. all day through um, a straw and it
0: hits you differently too faster yeah
2: <laughs> actually that's how i get away with drinking as much coca-cola as i do and not getting cavities is because uh, my dentist told me if you put a straw in a drink uh, it yep. doesn't actually hit your gums it goes that. Yes. So that's my trick. Um, (laughs) Being able to drink as much is always putting a straw in it. Um, But it's one of those things where, especially in sports, when you're working so many hours, you're commuting, you know, you're in college, all these things, you have to hone your sleep pattern, right? You have to know how many hours you really need. And it wasn't until COVID hit. um, And when I was nine years old, I was diagnosed with epilepsy and I, I have had a rare form of epilepsy. I no longer have seizures. I'm seizure-free. I don't have it anymore, but I still go to a neurologist every year. And I hadn't gone for a few years and COVID hit and I'd gotten COVID. And at the time they didn't know the fact, like how that could play a role in your neural system. And then on top of it, they were like, well, if people already had issues in their brain now like we're bringing in this whole other thing because the lack of oxygen and all this stuff so i finally decided to go back and the very first thing my neurologist asked me was how many hours of sleep are you getting because i was going through how i was feeling and part of me was like scared of okay, am I feeling this way because I had COVID and now there's things that are going to slowly start to play out in all these years of no longer having seizures, am I going to have seizures again? Like I'm having these feelings. And the first thing she asked me was the question about sleep. And I said, she goes, run me through your day. And I said, okay, um, while I'm commuting, back and forth from Connecticut. So it's like a three hour drive each direction. And I'm doing this. And so I was having these feelings of, you know, I just knew my body of what it was like at the end of me having seizures. And I was getting some of that. I was also a lot of people don't realize that side note one in 10 individuals have a seizure at least once in their life. And it's the most common neurological disease in the world. It can range from a staring event. And the joke people say is like, Oh, you're staring off into space. Well, that can actually be a seizure to what you actually see on TV of the foaming of the mouth, the shaking, all those things. So I really got to know what my body would feel like because at the end of my epilepsy, I just had the staring events. And I was getting some of that, the grogginess, the like feeling like, okay, am I really being able to take something through? So when my neurologist asked me what my day was, I was going, okay, I'm waking up, I'm driving three hours, I'm getting to work at 8.39, I'm working at nine. To 10 hour day, getting back in the car, doing these meetings, doing that. And she made the same joke you kind of made of like, when do you sleep and how much do you sleep? And I said, Mm. well, if I'm lucky for, you know, it's typically between a four and six hour night. Six is really my cap. And she goes, we're going to have a call in two weeks. And she goes, when we talk, I want Mm. you for the next two weeks. I don't care what it takes. You have to get eight hours of sleep every night. And after those eight hours and these two weeks of your body, it actually acclimated to getting eight hours of sleep. I want you to tell me on our call how you're feeling. If you're still having those same feelings. Mm. (laughs) And I did it and we had my next appointment. And I was like, that drowsiness is gone. That being able to like really absorb. And she said, it wasn't your potential seizures coming back. You for so long run at this nope. very low sleep level yes. that it was just your body trying to tell you, okay, we cannot perform at the highest. So now, my number one thing, you know, we can't do it all the time, right? Sometimes when you're traveling or you're going international, there are those exceptions, right? And no one's saying you have to be perfect all the time. But during the week, my number one thing is making sure. I get eight hours of sleep.
1: I yeah. love you're saying this. This this just confirms like I have an aura ring and I have my, my Garmin watch and stuff, you know, so I track my sleep and I consistently get about I'm in bed for seven and a half, but I get typically about six hours of sleep and and I need to I need to tweak it. I know I'm I'm shallow, maybe thirty minutes to an hour of sleep, and it makes the world mm-hmm. of difference, you know. I mean, especially if you're for if entrepreneurs listening or entrepreneurs, anyone trying to work at a high level. That extra thirty minutes over a week is half a night's sleep, you know, and, and so it's important to, or even a, it's a whole night's sleep if you're missing an hour. So to hear you say that at your your level of the cap- capacity that you're at is just to hear you say that's so refreshing. It's awesome. So,
0: so for somebody listening to this, because a lot of our community they, they 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 resonate right. Six hours, maybe like you said, seven hours, maybe right. But if 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 we're putting in the energy, time, and effort. 14, 15, 16 hour days and you're not working right because you love what you do and it's passionate and time slips, time slips by you. What would be one tip you'd give somebody that's, that feels like had your mentality like, Oh, four or five hours. I got this right, but we know over time what that's doing to their body. And it's only a, it's, it's not if, but when that, that ticking time ball, ticking time bomb goes off. What would be one tip you'd give them going from six hours of sleep like you to eight hours? I mean, how was that transition?
2: So for me, I knew I had to be up at a certain time, right? You typically know what time your day going to have to start for the day of the week. Uh, yep. So I know as an individual, when I was working uh, at Lockheed Martin and that's when this discussion really started having place And now as a business owner, I'm waking up because my body is now in that routine of like, six to maybe seven thirty. If I try to sleep in, I'm sleeping until like nine 30. Like that's the mm-hmm. body will ever <laughs> allow me to sleep. Right. So I knew it's six 30. So I m- made it a point. I said, okay, I know I'm going to have to be up by that six thirty mark. Right. I'm going to backtrack at eight hours. So when should I start weaning it down? And so I knew because I want it stop going. How can I make sure that I set that alarm? Was it an alarm to just be like, okay, you have to stop everything you're doing? Now, is that totally realistic? No, because if we're in the middle of something, we're not going to want to stop. However, mm-hmm. one thing I immediately implemented is, okay, and I do have night meetings. Like tonight, I will have meetings till 8.30 at night. 8.30 though, is the late, like that meeting has to end by 8.30. So Mm, I started going, okay, there is no, someone wants a meeting at nine o'clock or I can't fit them in. Hey, do you want to jump on a call at nine o'clock? That's when my last meeting of the night ends. And then you're going till 10. And then, you know, you got to, you want to maybe wrap something up or send them a follow-up. It was like-
0: Oh, you're setting a boundary. Yeah,
2: 8.30. That's the boundary I set for myself. So that was one easy thing. The other thing is like, I knew I was going to want to watch TV, so okay, if I won't watch TV, maybe it's going through those and Instagram posts and liking what I have to like while I was in that sleep, you know, like laying in bed and decompressing mm-hmm. for that thirty minutes, half an hour. Um, but basically, the way I integrated is again writing it all down, but then also going, this is my limit, right? This is how I'm going to make sure that I'm also following the guidelines I need to for myself. And that's the healthiest Mm -hmm. thing to do is not, you know, we talked about earlier, you know, just winging it. Well, when you just wing it, you're much less likely to actually say, I'm going to get this sleep. When you start cutting things off, people will be like, oh, okay, no problem. Gives you some time to wind down, and then inadvertently, because you have nothing else going on in the moment, you're mm. going to actually go to bed.
1: And you know, I, you, 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 it requires discipline. I can tell you're you're you, you at least seem to me you're you're disciplined, you're organized, and I don't know if that was you've always been like that, or if that's a skill that you've learned. But you know, people to, who who are adverse to it, myself included, it's 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 been a a difficult time. Uh, for me to to come around to this, but I see the benefits, man. And I'm loving what it's doing for me. How, why do people struggle with doing what you're talking about? Organizing, structuring, planning, writing things out. Why is it so difficult? Do you you know?
2: I think part of it is because we're so used to winging it and we don't always structure. We like options, right? Take social media. We like the options of being able to see things. You know, take the dating scene now for. Mm. We like having options. The mm. That for some people is a wonderful, uh, I'd say option of like Tinder, Bumble. You could immediately swipe or block someone if you don't actually no longer want to have a conversation. And even when you're with someone, if you've only gone on a few days, you get to continuously see if you find anything better uh, through the app in the meantime. So people get so used to this, ability of options and do yeah. things that it's now become part of our society. So it becomes harder to then go, okay, I have to be structured, make sure I get this done, but start with the little things. Okay. I'm going to cap my meeting time. I'm going to say, I'm going to wake up every day. Those over time, some of the things we're talking about today becomes habit. You don't, yeah. you then don't start to think about it at all. Your body starts to wake you up at that time, right? You don't have to, you no longer have to set an alarm. Your body is your alarm, right? Your body will start to tell you if at nine o'clock bedtime is the bedtime you're doing for 60 days, your body then starts to shut down at nine o'clock. You don't need to say, I need to end things. Your body's going to tell you you're tired and it's time to get to yeah. sleep.
0: So, so great- Olivia, we we you're a leader, right? And you have your community, you have your audience, you have your list, you have your clients, you're doing all these things in the journey of becoming the best version of yourself. And that's what we preach. That's what we teach. 1% better every single day. Do you think where you would be where you are today if you were still getting that four or five hours? And have you seen your business and personal life do this like a hockey stick since getting that sleep and concentrating, putting the oxygen mask on first?
2: I think for me, the biggest thing overall is not saying yes to everything. Mm. I think that plays a role in sleep and everything else. And the mindset I've taken with it, kind of like you said, putting on that oxygen mask first is realizing that, again, something we had mentioned earlier is spreading yourself too thin. Now, I never hit the point I'd be spread super thin, but I'd make sure it all gets done. Um, And people thought it was seamless sometimes, and I'm running around wanting to pull my head off and my hair out because I'm like, I am just overwhelmed. I can't think. I can't, like, I'm getting it done, but I don't know how, right? Or if it's really the best decisions because you have to make a decision. You got to keep going. You got to just do it, right?
0: So. When people ask me, like, Sean, how do you get this so much done? You, you cross off, like you said earlier, you cross off the task, you cross off the responsibilities, you, you design the week that you want to live, right, which turns into a great month, a great quarter, a great year in the life that you want to live, being, you know, providing opportunities like for you traveling and getting to take your business wherever you want to go and doing these different things this whole entire time on this episode, I love your enthusiasm. I love your energy. And I resonate with 1000% of it. And anybody listening to this, even you said itself, like we could tell, like you are super passionate about what you do. And you and knows this I'm, I'm very similar to, to what you're saying. And so for somebody listening to this and hearing everything that we're saying, wh- what is the one thing? And I know the answer to this. I have like my answer, but I'm kind of curious on what your answer is to this. What? allows you to come alive? What allows you to drive you? Where is this enthusiasm coming from
2: Mm -hmm. of living your best life? For me, it's understanding that I'm paying it forward and that if I'm affecting one person, whether it's being on the show, whether it's doing my show, um, holding the door open, as long as there's one thing I'm doing that's positively affecting someone in some way, and I don't even have to know how it might affect them, But as long as I could leave that mark, then I'm good for the day. If I could share things, right? We were talking about the world of podcasting before this very, Mm -hmm. if I could share that knowledge, if I could bring additional insight, if I could give you the information that you didn't know you didn't know, then I've been successful. So for me, I'm game for a lot of things, partially because I'm able to help others Make it a little easier and share the things that I learned and I had to go through more or less the hard way, right? Mm, Not go through it in the same motion and look back and go, oh, I could have been doing this. Or if I'd implement this three months, a month earlier, whatever it is, I could have been able to do this instead. I think that's really important.
0: That's beautifully said. And you know what allows you to show up like that? We call that purpose. Why? God puts you on this earth to do that. And that's what allows you, you know, and you're superwoman, right? And to probably a lot of people in community and, and, and I'm sure you get messages and people leaning in. And to me, that's what you never work a day in your life when you love what you do. And we preach that all the time. And if people can align that with their values, which I'm sure you align that with what allows you to come alive, you just become an un- unstoppable woman or man. And clearly you're doing that. And I just think it's uh, such an awesome journey. And that's what, that's what lights us up as well. And fuels our passion is getting others to kind of live their own, uh, their own life, their own story and be the hero in it and come alive and not just exist. Right. Not just.
2: And that's the thing too. You know, my parents always said that they love their jobs. They love what they do. Um, My mom, is a therapist and works with people with cancer and young kids, their whole family who gets affected. And my dad's an anesthesiologist. And it's always, we grew up on the model of, as long as you love what you're doing, is you're not working, it's gonna be the best thing. And they'd always say that. And I went to college, got the degree I thought I would like doing, like I said, went into sports and I loved it. But there would be those days I'd sit there and go, OK, how much longer is the season or like how much more, yeah. how many more days in the week? Right. And then, I get, I'd <laughs> you know, I loved it and I still have some of those relationships and I still get to do some of those things. But it got to a point where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I thought I was super passionate about it and I thought that was my calling. But what I learned over time and the same when I worked at Lockheed, it really got to a point and it wasn't until I started my job. I was like, I do like supply chain. It allows me to put all the pieces together, right? Like Legos. I'm a big Lego person. You get to build <laughs> it. Love that. And But then the second I started my business and around that time, I'd be like, okay, I got to get up. I got to start the job. How many hours till I'm gone? And I'm like, I'm just logging onto the computer. Like, this is bad. Wow. <laughs> um, and I started this. And all of a sudden, every moment that I was working at Lockheed, I was looking forward for the end of the day so I could do this. And when I stepped into what I'm doing now, I realized a few things. All the passions and a lot of people forget this aspect, right? You can be super passionate about the job you're in and the work you're in, but it's not your purpose. You're passionate Mm. about it. And the passion comes from the different tasks you're doing. But after it's gone its lifespan, you get to a point where you're on to the next, When Mm. you find your purpose
0: insightful. Yeah. That's insightful. Thank
2: you. And when you get to your purpose, it's all the small things, all those passions you found in all your other jobs, they all meet and mesh. So it's not that I never, you know, I never was passionate about or I was never thriving in those roles. I love them in those lifespans. But those lifespans lasted for the time they needed to for me to grow, me to hone skills, me to do things. So when I finally got to the lifespan of what my purpose is, I had all the skills. I had the yes. drive. I had the passion. And I joked with someone the other day, you know, I have really long days. This week is gonna be a really long week. We talk about those weeks that sometimes have those meetings till eight o'clock. There's two nights of those this week. Um wow and where it's 6 a.m to 8 p.m straight through but I always go even on the weekend okay sh- can I, let me check my emails like is this a, something interesting'll pop on my phone or like oh my god I have these recordings next week I'm so excited and even on the weekend I'm thinking about it because no matter yes. how stressful the day becomes, I'm still excited to do the work. And that I think is part of the difference between being passionate about what you're doing and then finally honing the lifespan of finding that passion and purpose and having it mixed together.
1: You know, there wasn't one mention of, you have been on this for five, six, maybe 10, 10 minutes, not one mention of money, right? There's, not, there's no mention of, so I can make X and buy X. and it's all about helping people, purpose passion doing what you want to do when you want to do it and even even when it's so much work you're not looking at your watch to see how much time is left it's like no oh, i need more time in the day because i love it so much and that's just a huge indicator that money is of course important but just the scoreboard uh, uh, of the impact that you're making and yeah just to hear you say that i just if more people could embody that that's what we need more of, of people doing that regularly i think
2: well thank you for that and one thing i want to add especially when we're talking to so many entrepreneurs is like i left a very high good paying job great benefits most entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. right there's always the outliers but you're gonna become an entrepreneur because your passion right that drive you have your idea because it all comes from an idea right think of like walt disney and mickey mouse Created what we know of Walt Disney World, literally for his idea of and passion of drawing and that creating that mouse and that took him to where he was and what the company is ultimately today. But when you sit down and you start that down that path of creating something and building something, especially if you leave a job, nine times out of 10, you are not going to make the same money. That you made, maybe it's for the first six months, the first year, first two years, maybe it's longer. You have to be okay with knowing that money cannot be the driver. That you might have to take, okay, what are you willing to give up in the short term for those long term gains? And as long as, again, that passion, the drive, the purpose all outweighs what you're looking at as the potential return on it, then you're set. But you have to go into it knowing that money cannot be the driver because yeah. you're not going to be getting right that equal pay necessarily right off the bat. It's going to take this way equity first
0: so so, for somebody that's struggling with, because we hear a lot of feedback from our listeners and audience the messages like, a lack of purpose and why, you know, and that's where we get a lot of our drive and, and, and assist, I call it sustainability. Like if you're focused on just the money, sure, that maybe work when you're 18, 19, 20 years of age, right? When you start getting to a certain point in your upper 20s and even early 30s, you're like, okay, I got $100,000, $200,000 in the bank, million dollars in the bank. I'm still not happy. I'm unfulfilled. There's a lack of purpose, right? I've been there and I know a lot of people that's been there. So what for you transitioning from what's, you know, going through what you've been through in your journey, maybe, maybe you've been through that, maybe you haven't, but what would you, we've talked about why and purpose and fulfillment, what would be one tip or one, um, sharing with somebody that lacks a purpose and why, how would you, how would they, is it something that they need to focus on every single day or is it something where they can just be present and in the moment and then it will come to them naturally I'm curious on, on what your thoughts are so on I that. So I think
2: it's a mix of both, right? We have to hone our skills, but sometimes it's also being aware enough of what our skills might be. And a lot of times when I talk to individuals, that superpower we have, the thing that's going to drive us, the thing we have our passion about, the thing we, are, we sometimes can be most knowledgeable on, the thing that people look at us and go, how does she make that look so easy? How did that Ooh. come out so smoothly and not really having to think about it, right? Just keep pushing through. And they're going, oh my God, like h- how, what? Like mind's exploding. And you're going, how are you not thinking about that? And part mm-hmm. of that comes <laughs> from listening to the people around you. It doesn't have to be your friends. And a lot of times it's not going to be your friends. It's going to be, people you work with, people you regularly talk to. Listen to what they're telling you. And you won't end up, if you're lost in finding your passion and things like that, they're going to be telling it to you, right? I When I started my consulting, it was all personal development and professional development. There was no podcasting consulting. And within a few months of my podcast being in the space and having conversations with people, so many hosts were like, how did you do that? I've been doing this for three years and this and that. And I finally said, wait, (laughs) I'm having these conversations and people are saying these things to me and I'm going, okay, how did you not realize these things? How are you not doing these? This man, I said, Oh wait, it's because I had these skills that this background these experiences that are making me approach it this way now i have to share that now and more and more the consulting side has become more focused around podcasting because that's where the need is that's where people really see it shine but if it wasn't necessarily for me listening to what you know networking calls in different environments the way I was speaking and people picking up on that and saying to me like how what like all these words yeah. I w- it's a
1: gift. Yeah. I mean the way you like we talked thirty minutes before this podcast and we were like I said my jaw was open. I was like yeah, that's this is like and I'm pretty self aware and I know I, and I'm aware enough to know there's a lot of things I do not know. But mm-hmm. there was a whole nother level of what I don't know. I was like oh man. I got some, I got some digging to do. <laughs>
2: and, and that's part of it too. I think is like understanding what we don't know and being able to ask the right questions and yeah. being okay with being in the space of not knowing everything Yeah, and yeah. being in that environment where you are comfortable of asking the questions. I don't know everything. I know the things I'm good at. I know the things I'm not. And I know that I have to rely on other people on some of those things, right? Um, Social media, right? I'm good on Instagram. um, I'm good on LinkedIn. But like when it comes to sometimes promoting the business, I'm not that great on it. When it comes to, you know, boosting me and what I'm doing and like kind of look at me, that is not where I thrive. And so sometimes I need someone else to be like, you need to post this. Or this is how it really needs to be worded. I know you're not going to want to word it this way, but like, think about it. And so I know what I don't know and I'm comfortable enough going, okay, this is not my strong suit, but tell Hmm. me, give me your insight. I'm open to having the conversation. I think that's something we all need to do. That's a
1: superpower. As far as entrepreneur goes, that, that if you can be what you just said right there, that's a superpower is being comfortable asking for the help and knowing what you don't know. And being, and we just did a a kind of a book review, it's the only book review we did, but it was who, not how. After reading that book that Sean gave me, I was like, oh man, my whole world, and I've known this this is the strangest thing. Like, yeah, you delegate, you hand things out to people, but that book really honed in on, man, find people who love the thing that you don't love and just be, and don't tell them how to do it. That's why you're bringing them into your life because they already know how. So let them do it. and, and, And so you can just explode with growth. From that perspective and like you said being comfortable with that means you're fairly unstoppable just a matter of time before you get all the pieces together all the right people together and uh, everyone's doing something they love you know what a beautiful thing
2: yes and that's the thing it's being able to absorb the knowledge ask the questions rely on those people and that could be the hardest part sometimes it's relying on other people or not getting something done as fast as you would like it to get done or not having it done the way you would do it, right? Um, but then that's, those are also teaching moments and also moments as an entrepreneur that you go, okay, if this has happened three times, why did this just happen three times? Am I yeah. Is that person not hearing me the way I need them to hear me? Should there be processes and procedures put into place? That's a discussion I have with so many entrepreneurs in like consulting calls I do. They're telling me about this growth and being, you know, their newer business and this and that. And I'm like, okay, did you write that down? Like, if I came in blind, did you give me a step by step role to be able to take this over? Because you might not want to be doing it in six months or a year. And they're like, no. And I said, they're like, I just don't have the time. And I said, okay, well, are you going to have the time when mistakes are being made and you're trying to? <laughs> Maybe grow the business even more, or you're focusing on a different area? are you going are you going to be spending more time and more money trying to correct it and teach whether that then as you're doing it in real time for the first few times, writing it down because the other part of it is, and I've seen so many individuals do this, when you write a process and procedure down as someone who's been doing it ten thousand times, right? There's certain things in your mind that you go, oh, that's common sense. That yeah. how to get from your laptop to the screen I need you on. I don't need to write that. That's common sense. They're going to know to hit this. When I say to people, write it for someone who has never done it. How do you no. want it done? Yeah. And you have to think about every button.
1: A lot of steps
2: yeah
1: a lot of steps we getting that laptop to screen you know we've hired we hired an employee and sean did some loom videos to i think it was to show the how to upload the podcast and, and some other things yeah. and uh man it was a lot i mean it was just and there were still even as thorough as you were. i think she was still like mm-hmm. hey how do you do that in this and it just yeah what you just said there is so true it's like you really have to break it down that system process but like you said it solves all the future problems that you might have had and that's a beautiful place you want to be is avoiding all those things and
2: that's the thing right you just brought someone on now what happens if she leaves right or you grow even more and you need two people well if you didn't write it down then you're gonna have to spend all that time money right because time is money at the end of the day as a business owner You're also then paying that employee, so you're using both your time to teach her those things that other person again. And one big mistake I see companies make, I mean even large companies make, is I'm a big process and procedure person. When I got to both my roles at Lockheed Martin, they told they no process and procedures put in place, and I was like, guys and. They were like, so write them. Like my boss has told me to write down. And I said, and then there were things missing and gaps I didn't have because they walked me through it once and I'm trying to pick up on everything. And <laughs> They're like, well, why? And I said, well, that was never mentioned. And that's not in my process and procedure. And adding to that and the point of that is when you then turn around, right? And you don't have time to do it. so. You say to the new employee, write it down and create the process and procedure. If they don't know something or there's a gap of something they forgot or didn't click, they're going to write down that process and procedure of all the things they remembered or ended up writing down. And the mistakes they start to make is also going to be in your process and procedure because they didn't know how to do it right. So now when they hand that off, and it could take months to realize that they're messing up in one area or another. It could take yeah. until they leave. And you were like, wait, there was this whole gap at the time. <laughs> um,
1: the bigger you get. Yeah. You know?
2: And so then you're going, oh, shit. Now they were messing up. We got to fix their mistakes. And sometimes inadvertently, a business owner doesn't even think about checking the process and procedure the employee need. Mm-hmm. And that's where it could be double fold, too.
0: One of the things that I think is important too, like when you talk to these individuals one of, that I'm big on that I have found that's made a huge impact in, in, in bringing on team members is you can sit here and you can talk about the systems, the processes, but one, one key component that I have found that works really well aligned with that is the why behind the systems and processes. This is why we're doing that and making sure that whether it's talking to a customer or picking up the phone call, are we picking up in one phone uh, one ring or two rings? H- how is our voice? And, and, and these are all part of the systems and processes and uh, aligning it with our core values along that. So making sure like, hey, when we talk about these, sometimes it can be boring, right? Because it's just that mundane stuff. Mm-hmm. But whatever employee, whether it's new or seasons reiterating that why behind this is why we do that chick-fil-a is a prime example i love free i you know we have an insurance company i always say we're the we're the chick-fil-a of the insurance company because every time you go to the the chick-fil-a you drive through they get out there what do you want okay ranch buttermilk biscuit okay no problem what else up okay no problem and then over here at mcdonald's you know they're serving one person at chick-fil-a they've done 15 people they got a smile on their face they remember you know they got systems and processes and they always have new employees Mm -hmm. right And so success leaves clues. And I think, yeah, you can have systems and processes, but what are we doing? Are we smiling? How's our attitude? How's our positivity? And it's the why behind it. Like who are we serving here? So I think it's just so powerful.
2: Exactly. And I love how you brought up Chick-fil-A because I love Chick-fil-A food.
0: Yes. Um,
2: (laughs) And I know they can sometimes be political, but their food, I love it. And it is a pure example to your point. The other point, reason I love it is because of the consistency. Yes, I know I'm going to yep. be in and out quickly. So when I have 15 minutes to drive, get lunch, get back before my next meeting, and potentially, eat, yep. I know I could do it. I know no matter right. how busy they are, I will be able to do that. I know the quality of food. I know the service I'm going to get. I know all these things. I know their hours. Well, yep, that I think is a pure example, and why I love you bringing that up is. Because understanding the why and the drive and that transparency is so important. People end up performing better if they just understand. So it's having that conversation of this is why we're doing this. This is why I need it done this way. This is why, Mm. you know, I know it might not be a big deal if you're writing a title and you forget to capitalize this one letter. Okay. But it looks to me as the person producing this, you know, the show, the name that's associated with the show. It just looks like I didn't care enough. Mm, to, to yes. That little detail this one week. Right. It just looks like I didn't put full effort. And that's why it's important for me to make sure every first letter, first word is capitalized. And then the person doing it. Oh, I understand now. I get why you're nitpicking that much. It's not you nitpicking for making my job harder. It's because right. this is how you're viewing it.
1: Yeah, it all adds up to the sum of the quality, the the, the experience that you bring. And if you slip here, th- that's a culture of slipping there. And that uh, that all adds up in different areas. So yeah, it really makes a difference, and, and the impact is is can be huge. But man, Olivia, you are mm-hmm. fascinating like you are um uh <laughs> conundrum's not the right word i kind of want to say conundrum you're like because you, you can go to so many different places and speak to and you have wisdom beyond your years and man i i honestly we could spend the rest of the day talking i think um and we're we're going to talk more probably off show but um yeah i just want to say thank you so much for coming on and uh, you're you're a real joy like the energy it's rare when we have people matching the energy that i was just sitting back watching the show today i feel like it was (laughs) it was great
2: well i appreciate you guys having me on and the kind words i really enjoyed it yeah i could have probably gone way longer i was looking at the time and i'm like oh we could probably just keep going
1: i know (laughs) i know we'll need to do a round two Uh, maybe a more honed in because man i know you 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 coach people on the podcasts, you know, and people who are interested in that and, and all your other clients and the different things that you consult with. We didn't even talk about your TEDx talk. So, I mean, I think there's definitely something there to, to come back on. So,
2: Well, thank yeah. you, guys. Olivia,
1: final, qu- final question. I know,
0: so I usually prep our guests, but sometimes I like kind of throwing a curveball. Final question for you. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. What does Level Up and Live mean to you?
2: It means living my best life, meaning am I doing my best every day? Am I sitting down at the end of the night, right? Laying my head on that pillow and going, okay, every task I had today, I gave it my all. If I'm doing an activity with my family, I was present. I was living that moment. You know, one thing my parents really instilled in me and my sisters growing up is the importance of experiences, Right. I grew up in Jersey, South Jersey, which is about an hour from the shoreline, Atlantic City. All these big shores that so many people in my um, area—they have their house and then they buy a shore house for the summer and they take the kids every summer and that's what they do every single weekend. And my parents, it was very important to them two things: every vacation they went on or work trip, we went as a family. And two, we were never going to get the shore house because every year we were going to at least take one trip and experience a new part of life. So we still do it to this day. And it's immersing yourself in whether it's an experience or a new culture or a new environment and really being able to surround yourself and take in because there's so many things we can learn from other people to help us level up every single day. Yeah. Mm. Love
0: that. Beautiful. 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 Absolutely beautiful. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, energy, and effort today. We're super grateful for you. There has been tons of valuable, invaluable insights. So we greatly appreciate you. And outside of that, level up and live. Level up and live. Thank you so much for tuning in to another enriching episode of the Level Up and Live podcast. We hope you found today's conversation with Olivia Atkin as inspiring as we did. Don't forget to hit subscribe button to never miss an episode. Leave us a review to let us know your thoughts and share this episode with a friend who could use some motivation. And check out our show notes for exclusive free guides and planners. Until next time, keep leveling up.